welcome to Walker Ministries. Amen. Where the Holy Spirit has rule and reign in here. Amen. My God. What's up, Juan? He's going to be calling him out. I called him out just like that. What's up, mom? I'm on. That's right. Amen. Everybody doing? Everybody look great. Oh, man. Y'all missed Friday night. Some people did. It was awesome. One of y'all. It was really good. We're going to learn some stuff. I might have to do a review on that. Glory to God. It was awesome. I mean, I ain't coming for nobody. I'm just saying. Yeah. I'm just excited. Um. Before we get started, uh, everybody doing good? Y'all all right? Y'all all right? <laughs> Little day, Jack? All right, okay, y'all gonna He's so up. friendly, Loose isn't enough. he? Loose up. Just sitting Loose here like, up. y'all know, I'm here, you here, what's up, let's go, you know? <laughs> I know, man, I want y'all to feel love the love, it. man. I want y'all to feel the love, man. Aww. I want y'all to do, be the same way you should. I'm happy. I'm, you know. Everybody got a lot of issues and things, but I'm, right. I'm happy. I'm just Glory trusting God. in God. That's Amen. why I pray, because I trust him. Amen. Most people that don't trust God don't pray. Mm-hmm. They use it as our last result, mm-hmm. and it should be the first response mm-hmm. to any situation is pray. So you know, you're going to another topic of teaching prayer. No, I'm just fine. <laughs> you know that's fine. I can, you can teach right on what you love the most. It's like you do what you love the most. You can teach on what you love the most. Wow. Amen. Mm. Oh my what do God, we have to be That's in a place. Topic. That's another topic. What do you, you just, love? Oh, yeah. Oh man. <laughs> Glory to God. Um, we have a one of our intercessors uh, in prayer. Um, Whitney, do you need to get her a mic, Carl? Carl, can you get Whitney? Can you stand back there on that one? A word to if you share mind, with us from. Word to share from in prayer. No. Whitney, this came with um, mm-hmm. last Tuesday. Was it Friday? Or was it Friday? Friday night. This Friday? Bible study. Uh-huh. In Bible study. Okay. Mm-hmm. It, it, it was awesome. So um, I'm not sure. But y'all, let's see what the Lord said. You got to say, okay. There you go. <laughs> funny. Funny group of people. Well, um, as you said, I was in prayer and I just heard God. It was in two parts. It was... um. Thursday and Friday. The first part was sort of like a warning. Well, it was a warning. We must prepare the way for the coming of the Messiah. Mm -hmm. Clean up. The church must be cleaned. All that is impure must be swept out and done away with. Mm -hmm. All that is leavened must be done away with. Mm -hmm. The sleeping Christian must awaken. Not tomorrow, not in a week, but today. Not another day must be wasted, for the day of the coming of the Lord is approaching. Amen. And as I heard that, I also heard the words faith, prayer, and hope. Mm-hmm. And it was, where is your faith? How and what are you praying? Right. And do you still have hope? It's mm-hmm. mm-hmm. good. And the second part was really just emotions from God. And he just basically said that we really don't know him. We don't know God. Mm. And I heard, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And it's, we really have no revelation of the Lord's prayer. Mm. We have no revelation of that, that little part. Because... If we say, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, 
It's like God's will is being done in heaven. His desires are being done in heaven. So when we pray that, we're asking for his desires to be met, his will to be done on this earth. And it's just like sacrifice. It's just like a surrender. Mm -hmm. And we just have no revelation of what we even prayed or Mm -hmm. why Jesus told us to pray like that. Mm -hmm. And then God said, I want my people to be with me. Mm-hmm. I want my people to know me, mm-hmm. get close to me, mm-hmm. grab on to me. Jesus. My heart pounds to you. Mm-hmm. And I just felt like a big ball of emotion, and I just began to weep because, and I described it as a deep compassion that the Lord has for us. Mm-hmm. It's a deep love that he yearns to give. He's eager to give it to each and every one of us. It's almost as if he's out of a place of desperation. Like he's saying, please, mm-hmm. please come to me. I mm-hmm. want you so bad. Mm-hmm. And um, he wants to give it to us that bad, that much, and that deeply. Oh, wow. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Amen. And um, I, I really appreciate that because you, so many times uh, you, you get a lot of people at so-called ministries and churches where there is no word of God coming forth. And he should. This is why you pray. Prayer is bi- bi-directional. That means it goes both ways. So you should be hearing something from God. And I thank you um, for being yielded um, to that. And that, God, God loves them. He always warns you before something happens. Uh, my heart goes out to a male sister uh, kids that came in here who are, you know, practicing Islam and Muslim. And when God speaks in prayer, you better believe it. And what happens is time will go and you will think nothing about it. But God, once he speaks, his words stay in the atmosphere. It don't fall down. So my, my heart was going out to him and a couple of other people this morning when it comes to what God has already spoken about his, his body. Uh, it's just so much, y'all. It's, it's so much. But if I could just get, you know, if I could just get somebody to just catch the fire of God and catch the fire that this life is just temporal. It's, it's meaningless until you really know God. And that's the thing that and you know him in worship. And you got to know him by revelation knowledge. That's how you know God. Revelation knowledge. Mm-hmm. Just like when I was praying, stuff that was coming, I don't, don't even know where that came. That's not me. That's God speaking to his people. So I know he had a concept about the living sacrifice that mm-hmm. that's, you know, it has no will. The sacrifice has no will. Mm-hmm. It's on the altar doing what it's supposed to do. Well, I'll so. just, um, with the word that Whitney shared with us. It's um, awesome. Thank you. It's how God has continued to chase behind us, you know, and he's still doing it, not for the ones who are not just not saved, but the ones who are saved, because the ones who think they're saved, they're not living, they're not walking with him. They're, they're, they're falling. Did you have something? Yep. I want to make sure you get that to Fredalina, yeah. and, and that's going to go on the intercessor part, okay? Right. Um, just really just take that in, because that's another, I could go somewhere else totally with that. But, so good. Um, God does love us very deeply, and we don't seem to know that until some kind of tragic event happened in our life, and uh, someone prayed for you, and then things turn out good, and you realize then how good God is, but until then, he's, he's just this distant concept and thought, and um, 
God is waiting for you to totally be that living sacrifice so he can, so you can fully live the God kind of life that you're able to sustain you in your troubles and in, in your hardship and the times that you are in the valley, that he's, he will give you peace and assurance that that is not your, your permanent place. Amen. And you're going to be victorious no matter what happens, no matter what comes your way. And you won't be overtaken by the cares of this world. You won't be over, overtaken by a, a lack of a job or lack of friendship or lack of family or lack of love or lack of someone not in your life because Amen. you have that completeness which is in Christ Jesus. Amen. And this is why, where he's trying to get you. So I really appreciate that with that God. Awesome. Uh, she really can express God's uh, uh, just unfailing, unconditional love that he has was, I mean, you may think you really love somebody, or a parent may think he or she really loved their child, but the love of God is just so, that's what was happening with me last Sunday. I was, you know, his love came on me, and I didn't know, I, I wanted out of my body. I couldn't take it, you know. You almost made it. <laughs> it's like, I want out of here. I can't express the way that I really love him. That's and really that's good. what he wants us to be loyal to him, like, he is Lord to us. So the topic today is the chain reaction of the soul. The chain reaction of the soul, mm -hmm. the topic of the day. And our soul, as we know, is our suitcase, is our, our mind, our emotion, our volitions, the things that, that we, we think about, the thoughts, you know. and. Um, I'm going to let you know a little bit about why God's given me this topic. Because it seems like everybody's life right now, and I'm just going to feel of it, is kind of chaotic. And it's chaotic because a change of emotion, a chain reaction of one emotion. Just one negative emotion caused a chain reaction for this wild emotion to take everything about you out of control. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. And this is what happens. This is what happens in a relationship. This is what, what happens sometimes when someone initiates you start an argument. There's one emotion that starts this chain reaction of a, of a four-fold part of your emotion. So it's four different things that goes on or three goes on from that initial one emotion that causes you to have this erratic behavior, making bad choices in your life. Bad choices in your life. Okay? Mm. Mm. So the purpose of this teaching is to assist you in avoiding making irrational choices. No matter how bad something looked, how bad something feels, don't make a decision on your irrational emotions. This is to help you to avoid making those bad choices. Because then this affects your life and those around you. Okay, so the purpose of this is to keep you in the will of God. Because when, when you give in to those irrational emotions, you're not following the will of God. And then there become consequences of those irrational choices that you made that involve those crazy emotions. And then these um, emotions or uh, consequence of your emotion, it brings pain, it brings hurt, 
you know, disappointment brings bitterness. All these, because you made a bad choice. Pain, hurt, emotion. bitterness, anger, all that comes out. And then the, the end result of this, it causes a Christian to lose faith in God. That's the end result. You lose faith in God because of one negative emotion that triggered a fourfold emotion that caused a chain reaction in your soul. Mm. This is the purpose of this teaching. Uh -oh. Some choices we making or, or already have made. Or about okay. to make. <laughs> or about to make. So we need to be aware how we're not walking with God but away from God because of the chain reaction of your soul. Mm -hmm. That sounds like the carnal Christian. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. We've talked to quite a few people in the past couple of weeks, and I know that this, they experience some of these chain reaction of the soul. And some people we haven't spoken to this past week, and I still know there's been a chain reaction of your soul. Okay. Mm -hmm. Chain reaction of the soul. So let's talk about a little bit about, before we get into the foundation scripture, really about logic and emotional decision making. Logic and decision making, emotional decision making. First of all, logic is you start to reason, right? Mm -hmm. But when it comes to your emotion, you don't reason. You're not reasoning. It's what you feel. Good. Uh -oh. And logic is what? What you know. What you're thinking. Mm -hmm. So you got. So what you have is thinking versus feelings. Logic versus emotional decision making. What are you doing in your life right now? Are you living through your feelings? Mm. Or you're living through your thinking, your reasoning. And when I say your reasoning, I don't mean your reasoning. I mean it with an alignment with the word of God. Not just you all by yourself and your way of thinking. And that's still no good. But that, that is where you start. You start to, you know, think yourself and reason. Okay? So what really happens is this. Is that... The part of the brain, I'm not going to get real technical about the brain, but the sensory part of the brain. So when you're talking or in a conversation with a person, and it involves either an argument or something, um, a sensation, feeling, blah, 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 you kind of got me here, uh, is that it's almost it's instant. It happens fast. So you make a decision fast immediately when it comes to your feelings. Mm -hmm. So what happened in, your, in the part of your brain, which is the cortex of your brain, and the, the reasoning or logic part, is that that takes about 0.1 seconds to really start working. Mm -hmm. But what happens with your emotion? Automatic. Mm. 
Watch, I come up and slap you. Gonna slap me right back. <laughs> See, you're not gonna be thinking. You know, you're not gonna that. be thinking. What's wrong with her? Why did she slap me? You know what's going on with her today? You might be saying you what after you? Where's right. you swinging? <laughs> what? Okay. You know. Um, <laughs> so this is what happens. We don't. Is that this happening immediately? Uh, if you and talk, we're talking about the emotions. It happens immediately if you're in an argument, your emotions, or you feel like you're in danger. Y'all don't believe so trapped. And danger means that you feel that you're trapped, there's no way out, they look like there's no hope. I gotta go and relocate because it's just not gonna work here. Well, These uh -oh. not <laughs> certain people I'm not coming for you, but, but one person, got particular say, person though. I am that I talk to. <laughs> can, can I use you? <laughs> she she not. It's on the left hand side of me, but anyway, I won't speak about it in person. <laughs> so what happens is that you think, okay, where I'm at, things is not working, uh, and I've been trying, and you know, and I've been praying, and you know, God this and that, blah blah, blah and you react off of really fear or danger. You feel like you're in danger. Mm. And so you respond in your emotion. <laughs> mm, mm. It's some kind of alarm that goes off in you. Whether it's anxiety, fear, or danger, you can call All it whatever those. you want to call it. But it's some it's something I got to get out of this. I got to sometimes we we in a situation where you think it's a real bad situation. It it feels bad and it looks bad. We got a runner. It's a fact, it's probably bad, right? <laughs> but it's God's timing for when he's gonna release you out of that. Amen. And it's what he's gonna impart in you during that journey. But you can't wait, I gotta get out. I feel, and I think uh, Whitney was saying about having no hope, feeling like you're having no hope. And this is what caused you to make an emotional decision because you feel that, you know, there's no hope in this situation. The things just look too bleak. It's, I mean, it's bad. We're going down. Babe, I don't mean, what we're going to do? Babe, you look at the other, I don't know what we're going to do. We, Hold I mean, it down, shop. What we do is pray. First response. All right, just to give you a little background on the brain, just a little bit. Didn't want to go real technical with it. <laughs> well, you did, because you said cortex. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like that kind of talk. I, I like I that kind of talk. I know, I know. I like that. So let's jump right into our foundation Cerebral. scripture here, okay, uh, which is 2 Corinthians 2, 2 Corinthians, um, sorry, chapter 10, verse 5 through 6. <laughs> Again, it's 2 Corinthians. Do you have it, Al? I got it. All right. Inasmuch as we refute arguments and theories and reasonings, and every proud and lofty thing that sets itself up against the true knowledge of God. And we lead every thought and purpose away captive into the obedience of Christ, the Messiah, the Anointed One. Being in readiness to punish every insubordinate for his disobedience, when your own submission and obedience as a church are fully secured and complete. Say it a lot, so what is he saying? Paul, can you turn the heat? I'm burning up right now. Um, Second Corinthians, what is Paul really saying here? I'm going to just read over just a little bit here, and I want you to 
kind of get your own thoughts about what is Paul, Apostle Paul, really saying here. Casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bring every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ, and being ready to punish all disobedience when your disobedience is fulfilled. I just said in a little different way than mm -hmm. Minister Al did. So casting down, and this, uh, again, what is our topic? The chain reaction of the soul. Mm -hmm. What causes, what, what, what initiate our emotions to, to get out of whack? What is the one thing that happens? A thought. Mm. Just a thought. Mm -hmm. can, you, can you realize or just think for a second, a thought can cause you to be a failure mm -hmm. or a great successor? Mm -hmm. A thought. Mm -hmm. Just a thought, a concept. Just a thought. A failure? or successor? One thought, one small thought can enter your head mm -hmm. and cause you to walk away from what something God has ordained, the most mm -hmm. beautiful relationship mm -hmm. and most promising future. Mm -hmm. But because you see no value, no good in mm -hmm. it right now. Mm -hmm. Right now. You give up. Mm -hmm. You lose hope. Mm -mm. It's not working. You know why you say it's not working for you? Mm. It doesn't feel good. It doesn't look good. Mm -mm. I can't see God in it. That's another one. Mm. You may walk away from a ministry that God has called you to be a very instrumental part in the building of the foundation of that ministry, which is a part that you align with in your own ministry, but you don't see it as your own and the ministry that is in you. And how your ministry, because the ministry that he initially attached you to, that you would cause many to grow and develop and change because of your obedience and the learning process, in the pruning process, and the most painful process of being, of being shaped and molded. Mm. Just like a kid, they don't like to be told what to do. They, I don't want to clean up now. I'm not ready to take a nap. These are not fun things. Mm -hmm. You want to go on to the fun things in your life. <laughs> I want the money now, don't we all? It's kind of hard now, isn't it? Mm. It got to be. Get, it has to get easier, and it will. Mm. Casting down arguments. Mm -hmm. These imagination. The things is going on in your head. Mm -hmm. Your head. Mm. Should mm. I do this? Should I do that? You because you trying to work it out. You and you try. It's It's you. You know. It's you. You are the. You have the master plan to it. You. You know. You the big brainiac. So you're thinking about <laughs> how you can get out of this because you have all the smarts, right? <laughs> right? They came to you. 
God came to you when he was ready to create the earth, right? Mm -mm. He conferred with you when he, you know, put the stars and the moon out, right? Mm -mm. Let me let me go and confer with Al. <laughs> if y'all read the book of, uh, what is that? Um, Job. Job. Yeah. You'll find out he had that same attitude. Yeah. Mm -mm. God asked him, where were you? Yeah. Nowhere to be okay. found. Wow. <laughs> mm -mm. <laughs> that we've been taught to have all this self-confidence. You know, we teach it in school, we teach mm -hmm. you to be confident, mm -hmm. you can do it, and that kind of like, oh, I like Mom's question. That is so good. Like this is question. why I'm curious to answer that. This is why he said, now demolish. I'm gonna break this down. This is what he says now. After, because you have to be in the world. That's why it's so good to be really born again at a very young age. Yes. So that then you have, you know, you have the word of God that kind of act, but the world say how you're supposed to think, how you're supposed to act. So we are to demolish all theories. Mm. These are these imagination, these high things that we thought was right. Mm -hmm. Because these high things is going to try to exalt itself above the word of God. He said demolish all theories, all reasoning that you in the world been trying to do. And any high systems of ethics, religion, mythology, mm. metaphysics, or philosophy that has been set before you and deny them that tries to deny the knowledge of God. Mm -hmm. He says, so all theories, all your reasoning, mm -hmm. all religion, mm -hmm. which is man-made, mm -hmm. so metaphysics, metaphysic. your, your philosophy, what you think, <laughs> You don't came up with the way that you think you should live. You have your own philosophy on everything. Brainiac. Mm -mm. That was. <laughs> but really, all of those things are what the world teaches you to mm -hmm. do because it's a it's it's you. Mm -hmm. Say you got a pro athlete, and he relies in his abilities. He, he's a top performer. He's a world class sprinter. Mm -hmm. He can do all these. You know, at the uh, what's the thing? Uh, the no, not that the combines. He can he can be the best at the combines, but what they're teaching you, and I like that they always teach you. It's you. Just you mm -hmm. be the best you can do within you. You are God. Mm -hmm. This is what these philosophies and all these Martial metaphors, arts. all those things. You Martial are the best. Yes, right. You you house the chi, the, the power, the tiger within. Okay. So this is what they teach you. But listen, that athlete, because you'll get a Christian who is an athlete, he knows now he's changed mm -hmm. all his, um, his ideas and concepts of his abilities. Now he know they come from God. Mm -hmm. So he can still do what he did. It's who you put it in, mm -hmm. who you know that it came from. Right. All these other things that here that she just listed come from you, mm -hmm. from an idea from a man mm -hmm. that you are this and you are that mm -hmm. versus what God said. Mm -hmm. So he can be that top athlete. He can still do all those things, but know that his abilities come from God. Mm -hmm. That's what you do. That's what you demolish what they said. Mm -hmm. So in school, yeah, they, it's good. You know, you do this and do that. And I told y'all when I, when I was doing bodybuilding, you know, the main thing it taught me was discipline. So I didn't demolish that when I came to Christ. It made me a more disciplined Christian. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I didn't, I took what they said, and you do this and you do that and you get these results. But I took it and said, okay, well, God said the same thing. If I do this and do it in him and give him glory and give him praise, I have this outcome. Mm -hmm. See, all this stuff with uh, new age is all about you become your own God. Mm -hmm. 
you don't need a savior in these because you're your savior. Mm -hmm. And you know you need a savior if you have sin in the world. This is the yes, sir. Oh. Yeah, I have some. I was going to say, um, just kind of piggyback off of what you were just saying. I've been working in the sales profession for a long, long time. Mm -hmm. A lot of things that they teach you and they, they disguise it as self-help or personal development. There you go. And they will, there's tons and tons and tons of books about how, you know, the power of positive thinking. Mm -hmm. how to influence the secret. People. Right, the secret, things mm -hmm. like that. And buried in there, and I found this throughout the whole thing, but always buried in there, there is some sort of concept or principle that gives heed to empowering yourself as God. That's right. Mm -hmm. It's always buried it all. If you just go a little further and keep watching it, you'll see it. Just like The Secret. Y'all heard of The Secret, right? Y'all seen that book? No. Y'all ain't seen that? Y'all got to get in touch. <laughs> so it's, it's just the same thing. It's all about you, and you're the God. You are an enlightened one. All you got to do is say it, put it in the atmosphere, and in the, in the universe will bring it to you. <laughs> they got people doing it. They sell millions and millions of books. Uh, Mel was looking at this thing on TV yesterday, or last night, and it was a commercial that came on, and his name, I think his name is Paul Tremaine, or Trubaine, or something like that. It's the secrets, the government money that you don't have, that you, don't, you need to know, and you can get it. So I already watched this dude, I don't know how many times, but if you watch him, you'll see him on a late night show, but he's in New Age. Mm -hmm. He does all the New Age stuff. You got to meet him. He, he done spoke to all these type of things, but you buy his book. Mm -hmm. You can get your money. The money that government. I'm just saying we don't do our research and we need to do that because it sounds good. Hmm? Oh, oh, Eckhart Tolle. Oh, that's another one. That's... A whole nother subject right there. She's a uh, news at Hart Tolle. Journalist. But he's on Oprah. Look, he's Walking on Oprah. <laughs> he's on Oprah. <laughs> new, well, new, news. new Earth and all this stuff. These books that Christians are participating in. Mm -hmm. They had a they had a a a, pot, a webcast and seven hundred thousand people, almost a million people on it, and they said over half were Christians. Which is not surprising because many Christians are. Of the world, uh, did you read it? No, I was gonna say also, just having read all that stuff because I read hundreds of no, books. Mm -hmm. And having read all this stuff, it made it very difficult to trust God because mm -hmm. you build up in your mind this idea that I have the ability That's to right. myself mm -hmm. to control my own circumstances. Mm -hmm. So then, when it comes to trusting God for something, it's like, well, why don't I need to do that? Because mm -hmm. I just get it done myself. Mm -hmm. so I was and or thinking that once I get this, I'll be okay. okay. Uh, say it again. Once I get this, whatever that this or that one thing is, <laughs> matter of fact, million dollars, I'm gonna be need. okay. Million dollars. Because even um, I won't need no faith then. Um, pastor, and I can just use you. Yeah, go ahead, use okay. me. <laughs> <laughs> I has his own business, as you all know, and it's been quite some time since he had any contracts and if he was About six months six months half a year six months I would say that is some trusting in the Lord mm. um, but if the press we had an attitude or he would have an attitude that once I get oh no we get the contracts we will be okay but that's what some of us thinking once I get a job or uh, once I get a job paying this amount of money, mm -hmm. 
I will be okay. We will be okay. I, it's it's always majorly always with money. It's either somewhere to live, or job, or in the case a car. Those three basic needs keep you captive. It has your mind. It has you in prison. Mm. It consumes you. Babe, we'll be all right once I get that job with the benefits, with paying this job, we'll be okay. Then you know what? You'll be okay with me when I get that job. Mm. No, I won't. Mm. Because there's still some things about us spiritually that has to be done. Because we're thinking if I just do this, this will make everything all right. What will make everything all right is your relationship with God. Because that's going to take care of your job. It's going to take care of the car. It's going to take care of the home. It's going to take care of your relationship with the other person. Because you know what? When you don't have the job or something like this happening again, you can be back in the same funk again with the same attitude, looking crazy and acting crazy. I just want to know how that's working out for you. Jesus. Without God. I just want to know how it's working out. Looking sad. Is it working out? Can somebody tell I'm me? I'm trying looking at you. Somebody, come I'm on. Give me some feedback. I'm getting you looks. How that working out for you? You know. Stop. I mean, I'm, I'm real because these are, I mean, it's a relationship when it comes with a, a woman and her man when it comes to, well, I don't know why I'm here, but I do know why but I'm here. Because these are the things that hold us captive. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And I still have to, you know, because... My husband have given me a certain, with the Lord, a certain lifestyle I've been living. And I love the fact that uh, even a little before we got married, uh, he, he would always lash me with things, you know. And then he said to me one day, and it made me almost cry. My heart was just really touched. He said, uh, he said, babe, he said, one day if I'm, if I'm not able to give you like I'm giving you now, would you still love me? Mm-hmm. No, I won't say that. No, no, I won't even say no, that. I didn't have all of those then. Sure. You know, when you love, you go. Them days oh, are upon us. Sure, you know. <laughs> and it's it's so not ironic, but it's so true because those days, this these days now. And I have to in my flesh because I, I'm used to a certain way. Like, she's spoiled, y'all. Yeah, I'm spoiled. <laughs> that has got me to live. I, I say it is. She's is that I want to do certain things now that I can't do right now, and I could do, but wouldn't be wise to do. The Bible says there's a time and a season for everything. For everything. And uh, and you have to watch your your feelings towards that person. Say what? You know, okay. I'm free. You have to watch your feelings towards that person. Uh oh. Because right now, it's been, and I need to stop counting how long you haven't had a contract. Okay, yeah, after three months, you just stop counting. It's, it's six, seven months now. And so the more that you count, the <laughs> bigger you make it to be. Mm. The longer you say it's been that without whatever it is, the bigger the cloud you put over your head. Mm. Instead of seeing the end result that you want. Mm-hmm. And, it, and that day, it just calls me, um, I'm just on this because um, God really requires, I guess, that we need to be real careful about just one thing and we'll be okay. That's a lie from the enemy. It's not that one thing. Because that is it's one person and that, that one spiritual person that's God. It's one person, the person of God. Mm-hmm. That's the one 
that you need and what you should be waiting on for that closely, closeness of that relationship to be developed. This is why you become, okay, I do something else to make me happy. Let's go on a trip, let's go on vacation, let's do this, let's do And when you get back, you're sad, then when you go, you don't have enough money to go. <laughs> so just stay home and wait on God. <laughs> you done took a trip. And do that right now. Not there. enough money crazy. to enjoy your trip. You get there, you want to spend, you know, want to go to a different restaurant, but you can't. You got to limit yourself with where you're going to go, what you're going to do. Because again, just don't go. And I just want to get a guys. Mm -hmm. I need a guy. Y'all lean in. Give y'all a little something. When this period comes, do not let her mm -hmm. see you not worshiping, mm -hmm. seeking God. Because mm -hmm. all the enemy needs is a foot hole, just a crack. So when things happen like this, guys, mm -hmm. you have to turn up your relationship with God. Amen. Other than that, emotions will come in. Amen. And it will begin to dominate and change the direction of your relationship. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now you see your relationship is just based on me producing. That's really good and not on me seeking my father. That's right. Hello guys, mm -hmm. y'all hear me? Mm -hmm. If you don't want her, the worst thing you can lose from a woman, guys, is her trust. Mm -hmm. Oh, ain't nobody leaning in. On the worst thing, when times are rough and tough, the worst thing you can lose, the worst thing can happen is you lose her trust. Can I ask one more word? And respect. And respect. All that's umbrellaed in there. Mm-hmm, they do. You can, if, but if you could be just as broke, but if she see you mm -hmm. talking to your father. See, y'all, I'm, I'm trying to tell y'all guys what is happening, what's really going on. It could be really bad, but if she see you taking a step, or see that you are really seeking God, you're gonna have a much better, much better relationship. Mm -hmm. they, I never wanna lose my trust, because it's too hard to get it back. Mm -hmm. I might as well just, ain't that right, Mom? It's too hard to get it back. Just stay in there. Mm -hmm. Ain't nothing worse than an upset mama. Mm -hmm. I, you feel like a failure. Mm -hmm. Guys? Then you look like a failure to me. Mm. See, then it becomes that we don't, we dislike of. But you know why? You know why you feel like that? <laughs> we got to stay here. Listen, you know why you feel like that? You know why you feel like that? Mm -hmm. Because when you really have a love for God, when you really have a love for God, you're going to really care how she feel. That's true. See, this is what most people just want. I just want to love you. I just want to love you. I just want you to love me, love me. Oh, that's going but what I need is, is for you to love God and you need to, for me to love God. Mm -hmm. So when we both are going up for God, but I tell you what, it makes this parallel a lot easier. Yep. So her heart's going to be tough. I understand. That's right. Yes, that's true. And she's going to look at you and say, you still believing. Mm -hmm. See, and the, but we won't work like that. Nah, we oppose. Mm -hmm. Now you're losing trust. The worst thing is lose the trust of your wife mm -hmm. or your future wife. You don't want to lose her trust. Mm -hmm. I, I'm a, I can't sleep if my wife don't trust me. Because it opens up the doors to imaginations. Mm -hmm. OK. 
Okay. Back to our foundation scripture here. Well, just a little insert. <laughs> all right. Y'all better, y'all better, y'all better listen to what I'm telling. Second Corinthians ten five six, uh, we're saying to cast mm -hmm. down arguments, imagination, every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bring every thought into captivity to there the obedience go. of Christ, and being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Again, what is all this saying? Uh, I really was looking into the part about how do you really bring these thoughts or imaginations that are not God into captivity? You all have them. How do you really bring it into captivity? We've heard this scripture before, but how do you, these thoughts that's overtaking you and consuming you day in, day out, how do you bring those thoughts into captivity? Anybody have any? Uh, I think it's just you, you immediately have to remind yourself of who you are in Christ. Like, and then once you remind yourself of that, you start to realize that all the other stuff is wrong. It just, it doesn't, they don't mix. It doesn't mm -hmm. mix when you're thinking one way, but you're saying that you're the righteous of God mm -hmm. at the same time. They can't, it just doesn't go. So one of them will leave. Mm -hmm. And if you constantly stay in that consciousness, the other stuff will just go. So you saying to remind yourself of the, of the fact that you're the righteousness of God. Or righteousness of God. Now, I'm gonna set all y'all up, but go ahead. Um, I can say what worked for me, <laughs> and mm -hmm. I was really struggling with a lot of thoughts. Mm -hmm. One prayer, two I spoke to it. Mm -hmm. Three, um, I prayed that God would give me His mind. Amen. That's good. It's mm -hmm. mm -hmm. good. It's real good. <laughs> Anybody else? Anybody else want to shoot? Yeah, I probably had one too. I was going to say, like, uh, you get these emotions that come over you. Um, at times, I like to do something that gets me in the spirit, whether it be like a song mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. that I like to listen to, mm -hmm. to whatever. Mm -hmm. You know, I'll, I'll turn that on and get in the spirit, and mm -hmm. all the other stuff goes away. Mm -hmm. That's how I that's good. That's yeah, good. That's really yeah. good because he's. That's good. I'm just saying it. That's what worship do. It takes you out of you from you, mm -hmm. and now as with they say, also that gives you the mind of Christ. Mm -hmm. So you're you're not being overtaken mm -hmm. by that spirit. Just like mm -hmm. Saul and and David, when the evil spirit would come upon David, he asked, he sent, give me the minstrel. He asked for a prophet. He asked for nobody else. He asked for the minstrel because that music allowed that spirit to leave him. So I, I, you, you're biblical right there. That's so good. Mm -hmm. I was thinking, just stop thinking and follow your heart. Mm. You know, just let your heart take over and just stop, put a stop on it. Okay. Mm -hmm. It change what you're doing. It just that's good. That's good. Because the Bible says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Mm -hmm. So long as his heart is toward God, he's gonna be all right. And it sounds like even though you didn't say it, it's mm -hmm. repentance. Mm -hmm. So when when you repent, Amen. you have a, a second thought. You change your behavior, ways and action, and also that changes how you think. That's why your behavior mm -hmm. is different. Excellent. It's really good. All right, Robert had one. Um, I just want to piggyback on what I was saying. Really just with the word of God. Um, whenever I'm struggling with a thought or something like that or something that I can't do, mm -hmm. I just say, no, you're not, that you have to tell God. Mm -hmm. um, stuff like that. Amen. Just kind of like how Jesus did um, when he was fasting for 40 days, mm -hmm. 40 days mm -hmm. and Satan tempted him, yep. he threw, Satan tempted through the scripture, he threw the scripture right back at It him. is written. It is written. So it is written. That's right. Mm -hmm. Amen. It's good. It's really good. Anybody else? Anybody, anybody else? 
<laughs> okay. You said okay? I'm just saying. Okay, I'm going to jump in then. Um, and everything that you said is, uh, I believe that you all have realized that in your life. Mm -hmm. But has that been one time that what you're saying that you did and it didn't work? Okay, well, what do you say? Well, say yeah. Okay, I got a yes. I got a yes well, from you. Okay. Yes. I'll okay. say yes too. So there got to be there's something else there. Because why didn't it work? Mm -hmm. Teach me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh -huh. Why Everybody didn't it work? That I, you know, I, I, you know, let this mind of Christ be in me. I repent of what it is. Second thought, change of behavior. And it's just still one good. time it just didn't work. He said, and then sometimes we even go on the fast, put ourselves on the fast, right? He said, this kind don't even come out except with prayer and fasting, right? I gave you all that. And then he says, obedience is better than sacrifice. Ooh, ooh. Your obedience itself take the thoughts as a prisoner into captivity. Mm -mm -mm. When you have the thought, come on, bring it home. The initial thought, you can't do anything about the thoughts coming. They but come. when it comes <coughs> immediately, with what you would say, I'm a child of God. Whatever scripture you want to use for whatever situation it is, so what you're not allowing the thought to do is now take root and be home in you, and then finally you will sin. Mm -hmm. So. In, if you don't immediately respond to the thought by really either you have to physically act upon something. Terry tells you maybe you want to go, man, I don't know, give me, y'all give me something. <laughs> Let's just say worry. Mm -mm. To worry about something. Mm -hmm. Let's use that. Let's use Gabby, did you have something back there? Uh, okay. Okay. Is that you will worry about something. So how do I take that thought into captivity? I believe. I believe. Because you were sinning when you were worrying. You're in sin when you worry. Because you don't believe. So when you believe, you take worry as a prisoner into captivity. Mm. Okay. Y'all see that? Bring it into captivity. Every thought to the obedience of Christ. We take every thought prisoner and lead it into captivity to obey God. Now, whatever that thought was, it now have to obey God. The lesser authority have to yield to the greater authority. Uh-oh. That's so true. Worry you now have to obey and yield to your belief. I believe. I don't have enough money. I don't know if I can, you know, better pay my this bill this month. Or, or okay, you worry. I need some money. I need this. You worry. No, no. Uh, God became poor so that I'm rich. But that's not a reality in your mind. So it just only makes sense because you don't have it right in your bank account is empty, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. But say it 
because this is what's in the supernatural. So you don't know how someone's going to bless you. I think one. I think all of us can attest that one day someone just blessed me, whether it was through money or through something, and mm -hmm. you didn't have anything at that time, and they just blessed you. Okay. Pete, uh, Pete, Pete just had something. Pete. I think she's going. <coughs> Forever praise. I'm sorry. That's all. I mean, forever. How many of us would just love that one? I just said forever praise. Oh, okay. All right. All right. All right. But there was. There was a time when I did worry. That's right. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And there was a time where it seemed like y'all weren't gonna be the recipients of that, won't it? Yeah. Wow. That's right. Wow. And but she could have favored his parents could have favored either child, but it was because of the patient and time of, what, five years, six years? Five years. Five years. Uh, wait a minute, and not only that, but there are some conditions. Mm -hmm. You know. Living a righteous life? You living a, a righteous <laughs> life. They, uh, you, and you have to testify to this mm -hmm. because uh, your Bible says you're overcome by the words of your testimony and by the blood of the Lamb. Mm -hmm. So your testimony, and what it should do, is attached to someone in here who need that same faith and favor. Mm -hmm. God is no respecter of person. Mm -hmm. What he do for one, mm -hmm. he'll do for another. See, but we, mm -hmm. we have favorites. Yeah. And we'll do, wait a minute, you, you, you said something I ain't, like, I ain't even looking at you. But God never does that. Yeah. So it seemed like no way that you would ever live in a place. Now, I have not experienced that. No, now I've had family live with us for uh, almost a year yeah, and then have to blessed. pay no rent. They were, I was the blessing. <laughs> I was able to bless them like that. But it wasn't on the other end. That's mm -hmm. never happened. But y'all see the significance of what happened? They lived their life. They, they said they weren't going to have premarital sex mm -hmm. for five years. Some of us didn't even raise our hand on that one. Yeah. But they did. Mm -hmm. See, God is not mocked. And if you decide to live for him and really do for him, and it seems like at the very end, it just won't go happen. See, but we always think. Mm -hmm. We always think. I mean, I, he told Abraham, you're going to have a son. 25 years later, and he's 100 years old. <laughs> oh, he tell us, we get a word in three days. If it don't show up, God, you ain't even true. Forget it. This is, what we, this, is what, this is how we act. But 25 years, mm -hmm. he believed God. No, his wife's womb is dead and him. And his plumbing ain't working. Right. But yet God said it. God told him that. So what are you going to live? You're going to believe what God said or what you said? And the Bible said that his faith grew stronger as the time went by. Ours diminished. And that's the thing that um, God, he has something so much greater than what you want. Oh. You want a job. He want to give you a business. Amen. Amen. <laughs> oh, you want an apartment. He want to give you a home. 
You can keep you on. You just yeah. hoping you can, you know, get a job. Ten dollars out right now seems about good. <laughs> he want you to run the business, but he don't want you to faint. But you can't. See, your faith is not there because you figure that's this one thing. Mm. If I get a job, no, he want you to be in a position to where you are either co-owner of a business and you can help people out that went through a few things like yourself. Amen. He wants to put you in a place of authority and power oh. and influence. Okay. You just want to be a laborer. Mm-mm. And he wants you to be in charge. satisfied with that. Mm-mm. Because that's as far as you can believe. Jesus. He wants to put you in a position, listen to me and listen to me closely, in a position of power and influence do you hear the L? Power. Authority. Because he's, he has given you and already delegated authority and power to you. So now he has to put you in a position for that. Don't be afraid when you lose your job. Amen. Nothing wrong with starting out and being a lay person. But is this is where you want to continue? Mm-hmm. How can you be a blessing to someone else and what you went through? Mm. Power, authority, influence, Darius. I was thinking, and, I, and I, my husband and I haven't even talked about it. I said, God, I said, I know you want my husband to have his own gym. You think about it, because of the motivation that he has for other people to live healthy, and then the spiritual part. That is. He needs his own gym for I that. Gym. How are you going to do it, God? <laughs> and some of us not even thinking about, you know, really, what is in you that God's trying to get out of you? Birthing not a, right a menial job, not a, a ride. <laughs> <laughs> If anything, he's God. He'll give you a fleet of cars. But you, you want a car with some working, I guess, good tires on it and an engine, and you turn and it goes. I think I'm pregnant right now. I think something about the birth. Of me. I ain't he wants about that. a. I'm telling you, and I was, I was praying for him. I'm praying for a lot of people at the time. Just different. I'm a push people too. in the ministry. I said, there's so much he wants to do for us. But we will not walk with him. And Pastor is saying, God, Emmanuel with, with you. Us. Amen, amen. Who can be against you if God Almighty is with you? It don't matter what you got. Uh-huh. What you don't got. Mm. Okay. Mm. Did we hear somebody had something? Peace did. The other day, Carl said the same exact thing about Pastor Hobbs Okay, Carl. Two or three now. It's already done. We'd have touched and we'd agree in the spirit. About a mouth or two. (laughs) Two or three, everything should be established. But we can't allow this uh, chain reaction of our emotion that's within our soul to overtake us. Because this is what has happened. Some of you are going through some, I mean, some tests. Like, now, wait a minute, God. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Now, and it, it's spiritual for some folks. Some people, not a, not a job, not a house, not a car. 
is spiritual, and it hits, I mean, right, I mean, deep in the heart. I mean, like, are you for real? <laughs> I got to stand here and face this. Mm -hmm. Just like Moses. I got to, you telling me, I have to stand here and endure the, I mean, I've done nothing for this to even come upon me, for real. <laughs> but it's something that God is doing in you and through you. <coughs> Just stay the course. Because if you realize what Pastor was saying, your life is a living sacrifice. Mm -mm. To sacrifice something, it hurts. It takes something away something got to from die. you. Something got to die. <laughs> a living side. Your life is not your own. Why I got to go through this? Why I have to be experiencing this? Well, he said thinking that's strange. He said thinking that's strange when these trials and divers and temptations and fiery darts. And we saying, what is this? He already told you. <laughs> What's going to happen? It's not going to feel good. It's not going to look good. But he's going to get glory out of it. Amen. But it's going to be what's best. Just stay on your ground. Mm, I like that. Learning um, the latter part of this uh, verse 6. Having readiness to avenge all disobedience. Mm. Almost turned the table over. <laughs> Having readiness to avenge all disobedience. Mm. We should stand at all times ready, ready. so to speak, to, as, to, as if to court-martial mm. disobedience. Okay. Oh, that's some discipline right there. To court-martial disobedience, which is opposing the gospel. Anything, any thought, and any person we are to be ready to speak as if we are court-martialing the disobedience. Okay? Mm -mm. Not of you, others. Once you have done that, Not of others. separate you. yourself from them. Amen. Oh, that's some good stuff right there. That's the highlight. This is a real deep part. Let me say it again. Having readiness to avenge all disobedience of your own ways and how you've been doing what you've been doing. Mm -hmm. You have to be ready to avenge your disobedience. Go ahead, sacrifice, mm -hmm. your living sacrifice. Good God. See, you've been tolerating your disobedience. Mm -hmm. Uh-oh. You've Rick? come okay with your disobedience mm -hmm. and whatever area that is. Break every chain. <laughs> But he says you must stand ready at all times, so to speak, as court-martialing the disobedience. I love that. That's opposing the gospel of Christ, Jesus. whether it be your disobedience or those around you. Mm. I love that. And when oh, you do Jesus. that, he said, be prepared to separate yourself from them. That's the, okay. Mm -hmm. Uh-oh. I just have to say that they're really puncture my heart. Because it's like, I'm just at a place right now where like, I can't stand for an ounce of foolishness. Mm. Right. Mm. And it just don't make no sense how mm. a lot of people will get to a place mm. 
we come from the foolishness, we'll get to a place yes. and go straight back, back to, to the, the foolishness, foolishness. Oh. that we just came from. As a dog returned I to his vomit. I don't want no foolishness yeah. in I'm, my life. I yes. time for it. Yeah. And we don't have the heart mm. to not deal with the foolishness yeah. anymore. We turn right back to it. Because it's because of our disobedience. We, we talk about we didn't like where we were at and what we were doing. But you go back to doing the same thing that you didn't like and what you were doing. Mm -hmm. But in a different way with a different group of people. Jesus. It's just like the Israelites when they got delivered from Egypt. They hollering and murmuring in the desert. I want to go back. <laughs> See, they want to go back from the, to the bondage. Mm -hmm. Oh, Jesus. I'm sorry. I just want to show you. We're talking about mm. <laughs> oh. Corinthians 10, 5 and 6. Good <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about the chain reaction of the soul. We haven't even really reaction. gotten into it yet, but I'm going to give you six of the learning outcomes. Uh, I've been asking the Holy Spirit how to really uh, structure my teaching so um, you can really understand and um, then the Word of God is uh, take, take root in your heart and it grows. Um, so I, I've intended to try to give you a purpose of the teaching and then also learning outcomes. So I have six learning outcome. God requires that we be faithful and loyal to him. That's the first learning outcome. So he's always faithful to us. See, we have all his promises from him. But he also requires that we, he requires, he demands that we be faithful and loyal to him. And only then will you enjoy or have joy that the master has. Because he's given us joy. But we cannot experience that because we're not faithful and we're not uh, loyal to him. Second out, uh, learning outcome, identifying and capturing the initial, initial negative emotion that triggers dangerous choices. Identifying and capturing the initial negative emotion that triggers dangerous choices. And of course, you guys are going to get these notes a little later. Three, knowing the dangers and pitfalls of letting our emotion rule our lives. Four, only faith choices produces victors. Mm -hmm. Only faith choices <laughs> produce victors. Yeah, huh? Sure. Knowing the dangers and pitfall of letting our emotion rule our lives. Five, when we make emotional choices, it makes our heart fat as grease. Mm -mm. When we make emotional choices, it makes our heart fat as grease. Back up scripture for that is Psalms 119, 70 through 71. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Six, exposing not faith and subtle sins, which prevents a prosperous life. That is Romans 14, 23. Six, exposing not faith and subtle sins, which prevents a prosperous life. <laughs> uh, 
I'm gonna give you really quick um, the, the actual trigger points of what happens with this chain reaction of this uh, emotion of the soul. But before I do that, I just want to share with you how often Christians actually in our journey of life, uh, most of us lose our faith in God through these chain reaction of our soul. And then we don't finish the race. Mm -mm. Okay? We don't finish the race. And because of these choices that we have and our thoughts and our desires, uh, we don't submit to the will of God and his will for our life. We need to note that there's a natural mental and emotional chain reaction in each of our souls. This is a true statement. Each and every one of us are dealing with this. This is the process. This is what happens. The initial thing happening is that a, you have a thought or thoughts that trigger your emotion. Your emotion stirs up desires. And your desires produce an action. Again, you were, your thoughts or a thought triggers an emotion. Emotion stirs up a desire. Desire produces an action. Think about the choices, the emotional choices that you had already made or probably thinking about making. It came from an initial thought that triggered an emotion. Your thoughts, it triggers. It triggers an emotion. Then your emotion triggers a desire. And it could be a good desire. Could be like the, the man who wanted to be the first astronaut to go to the moon. That triggered, he had a thought to go to the moon. Had a thought. How high or how low is your thought? Because it's going to trigger a desire. And that desire is going to trigger an action. And you're going to act upon that desire. Bad or good? Any question? Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. My question, I was going to say. Statement, mm -hmm. Statement, I guess. You can also be careful what type of thoughts mm -hmm. you take in, too. Mm -hmm. like being around a certain crowd, mm -hmm. right. they create certain thoughts. That's good. Mm -hmm. That go in your head. Those mm -hmm. thoughts, mm -hmm. again, continue what you were saying. Yeah. This is why you, it's hard to, because we don't want to break away from our crowd, our buddies, our friends. You know, this is, I mean, come on, is, you know, is it that serious with God? Yeah. <laughs> well, look at your life and just tell me what you think. Hmm. I think just a self-check evaluation of your own life will tell you how serious it is. It's not about crossing every, you know, you know, every T, every T. I was gonna do the dog and dot the T mm. and cross that. Yeah. <laughs> I sold it, man. That was, yeah. It's not about every T that you cross and every I that you dot when it comes to living a life as a Christian. But it is your will that's being surrendered when you decide to live this life. You're gonna wanna do right. Yeah, you're gonna feel obligation to do right. Mm -hmm. you're, gonna, you're gonna want to do because you know, you know when you do 
if you had good parents and you listen to them, yeah. you, you could have some kids and um, you have some that do listen and some that don't. Yep. And even the word says that when you have a child who's disobedient, they are a, a burden to their parent. And, and as Peter said, an embarrassment. And this is what, how we are to God. You're, we can be a, a burden to him and also an embarrassment. I don't know how you're going to act up today. You know, I, I told you how to act before you left home with you. Get out, I mean, because you do, this is what you do, you know. Lord, help now. This is my kid again. Oh, Lord Jesus. Uh, why my kid? You know, see, this is a, either a burden or an embarrassment. Think about it. Think about our lives, and uh, when we really answer the call to come to Christ, you are going to have to give us some things. This is a, this is a sacrifice. That's the problem. But see how you've been living where it has gotten you thus far. Even the most famous people with all their riches seek to take their own life. So it can't be money that solves everything. Okay. All right. I'm just going to tell you a real quick story because i got about 15 minutes and this quick little story is going to help you see really the chain reaction of the soul and what probably may have already happened to you or I'm trying to prevent it from happening in your life and so you take a different direction so you can really avoid responding with these irrational you know, emotions and making bad choices in your life. You know, and it could be with a purchase you know, buying things, it could be with a person, it could be whatever. And this, this really, and it stays with us for a while once we make these irrational choices. And why I keep making these bad choices. Um, back in the early 20s, and this is a true story, uh, there was this, uh, this two missionary couple. I'm very close, so I'm just gonna just actually close my book. And if you don't mind, I'm just, I want to stand. Guys, I'm not understanding because we only have a few minutes. Um, there was this family, and actually two missionary um, couples. Uh, one family was the Erickson family. Another family was, the, I think his name was Floods. And they were a couple, but one couple had a two-year-old child that they was taking with them. They were taken to the Congo. Yes, in Africa. Africa. Deep trenches, the bush, Congo. Congo. So, taking his 27-year-old wife, very young, and uh, they're going to do a work for the Lord. They're going over there to uh, really spread the gospel. Two, two couples, one without a child and one with a two-year-old. So they go over there, and they they're witnessing, they're sharing the gospel of God, and then the wife, she end up. Um, she's pregnant. She, no, she's, she's pregnant when she go. Mm. Right. She's going to Congo. I mean, she, she was ready. She was doing some things. I was I'm not ready for going to the Congo. So she goes there, and she, uh, they witness to this little, this little African boy. The boy probably maybe about four or five. He's very young. They witnessed to him. And he was like, you know, Nothing's really happening, didn't really see any miracles or anything like this, so they really feel like they didn't, wasn't making a difference. Mm -hmm. The wife uh, gets malaria, 
Uh, they, they're going through all these, uh, you know, the uh, insects and mosquitoes and things over there real bad. So she, she gets malaria and she gets, she gets deadly sick. She dies. She dies on the battlefield. The husband is, he's really pissed with God. He said, you brought us here. He said, you brought us here. He said, you wasted our time. What a waste of life. My wife, she's dead. She's only 27 years old. It's only this one child that we witnessed to. I mean, just this one little kid. What a waste of our lives. That's what you're saying to God. And his friend, after he, you know, he fussed at God real angry, wife is dead. Obviously none of that brought her back. Um, he didn't pray, he didn't. What happened was his, his emotions. It was one negative emotion. First of all, it was about self. He said, first he said, we, he said, we gave our lives. He forgot that though. He said it. He said, we gave our lives to come over here. Mm -mm. Well, if you gave or you have given your life, then your life is not your own. Mm -hmm. She did. She literally gave her life, mm -hmm. his wife. And so he says, um, he, he has his two-year-old son. He says, I'm going to, with the baby. Oh, she had the baby. So she had a little girl. She had a little girl. He leaves his infant. He leaves it behind with the other couple. He takes his two-year-old son. He's mad at God. He says, I don't want nobody to say God in my presence. I don't want to hear him mention. I am done with God. Because he's wasted my life. So one of the missionaries that, was, that came with him, he left him there, left the infant there. The name was Aggie. Aggie. Left Aggie there, took his son. He went back. They were from Sweden, so they went back to Sweden. And uh, little Aggie grew up. And what actually ended up happening was that couple also eventually left. So they left her with just someone there in the Congo. And she was raised by someone there in the Congo. And years and years went by, and, and Aggie grew up. And as she grew up, she started to look for her biological father. She realized her mother had died, so she's looking for her father. And in her travel, she meets this man. And he's a, he's a, he's a black preacher. And she asked him, Do you, have you heard of, of uh, Floyd, his name is, yeah, Flood, Flood. And so he says, yes, yes, yes. He said, I, I remember that, that, that missionary group, uh, couple that was here. He said, matter of fact, they witnessed to me. I'm that little boy that was in the Congo, that who now, he has spread the gospel and many people in his village were saved. Mm -hmm. He said, I am that little boy. And he said, yes, I know your father. So he took it to the father. The father had turned out to be, he had diabetes, he was an alcoholic. 
Uh, he had just, you know, thrown his life away because he just felt like he had no purpose and no reason to live. And so the girl was just telling you know, I forgive you. You know, she said, God's still good. You know, he kept me. He said, no, God is not good. Don't say that. And so she said, no, no, I forgive you. I forgive you. It was like he didn't even want to be forgiven. It didn't even matter. And uh, the end result was that she said, uh, he said, we went over there, so he explained to her and how much God wastes their time and their life. And she said, no, he didn't. She said, the, the, the little boy that you, you prayed with and you shared the gospel with, he now have a village of people that he has shared the gospel with. And many people are saved because of you and mom. Mm -hmm. But because of that one trigger of emotion, when he was faced with the death of his wife, Either it was anger, he was bitter, and it started a chain reaction in his soul that caused him to make that decision to leave his infant daughter, and not only that, but to walk away from God and not walk with him anymore. He lost his faith in God because of that chain reaction in his soul. And this is what's happening with us. You're going through some type of experience in your life. And so you have to be aware of whatever that initial negative emotion that will rise up because it's going to build upon other emotion. And it's going to be a chain reaction. It's going to take you from the place of your prosperity, of your success, and most important, your relationship with God. Mm -hmm. You're not going to know what's right and what's good because what's good is going to look what's bad for you because of how you feel. So I just want to share that story with you because, like I said, we're, we're at our end of our time. I didn't really go into the latter part would be about those subtle sins that causes us to really work in and live with those type of negative emotions. And, and that causes us to enter into bad relationship and stay in bad relationship or leave out of one, and you're supposed to stay. Mm -mm. All right? That's, a, that's something else right there. <laughs> Don't look at me like that, Frilly. <laughs> I'm telling you, you will all have some decisions to make. Amen, Greg Gathams? One or two decisions? You need a lot. <laughs> a lot. I think it's just one you need to make. Jesus. Everybody has one, and if not, you will. And when I say you have one, and I say this for everybody, you have one. You think you have a lot of decisions to make, but you only have really one major decision to and make. That's good right now. <laughs> because under that decision, because it's like an umbrella, because these, all these other things or decisions you think you have to make, really, it's your relationship with God. That's the main decisions you have to make, is that I'm going to walk with him and not fall from his grace. No matter what. No matter what. This is, that's the decision, Greg, because that is going to lead you into making all the right decision and wisdom, but we don't believe it. You need wisdom, you need insight, you need favor. You need favor. Someone say, I just want, I just want to come up to you, I, I want to invest in you. I want to invest in something about you, man. I want, 
I mean, see, but we're not thinking like that. You think you got to do it. You think it's something just happen. You have to make it happen. The one thing you do have to do is line up. Mm -hmm. Be that living sacrifice. That sacrifice has no will. Mm -hmm. This is going to be good. I'm the rest of this teaching because I, I pray that you're able to come for the latter half. But um, the main thing I hope you will walk away with is that this chain reaction of the emotions of your soul will cause your failure or your success. Mm -hmm. Evaluate your life. Evaluate the people that's in your life. Mm -hmm. Who's really for me? Love my sisters. I come from a big family. But I can't hang with, I can't hang with my, most of my family members. Not because they're so sinful. It's because when you are going, I'm trying to go to New York, but you, you want to go to North Carolina. I mean, where, how, are we, how are we on the same trip? We on the same, in the same car. How are we trying to take the same ride? Mm -hmm. And exactly, and, and go two complete separate directions. That's what's happening. And so there are people we have to cut loose mm -hmm. until you are strong enough to get to the place where God will have you to be. No offense, love you. And not that I got, no, we got to totally when I see you, I'm not going to speak to you, I'm acting indifferent or anything. That's not it. But it's like when you, um, I know when you're a person, I just know myself, like when I went to grad school, and certain people I wouldn't even allow to be in my group. I would be my own group. <laughs> because I know this person, this person, you're lazy, you're going to want me to do all the work. So what, what happens is that I'm going to be my own group. <laughs> and I'll let you ride on my A. And I mean A as an alphabet. Letter A. Good grade A. <laughs> Glad you see, I mean, Holy Ghost is good. See how he came by? I mean, yeah, so uh, <laughs> see, that's how we think. So a thought came, and I, I answered that thought. Is that we really need to realize that when it comes to that. I mean, because people will try to make decisions for you. Stop allowing, I don't care, it's mama. Love mama. My mom didn't come, but still, love mama. Love daddy, didn't go to, but. I'm telling you, decisions have to be your own. So stop allowing people this, to make decisions for your life. It's time that you grow up, be a big girl, big boy, and make your decisions. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. And not through your emotions. Please don't do that. Not through your emotions. And don't make no decisions yeah. when you're angry. But, uh, but, but I want you to listen, Darius. Mom, I'm, I'm coming back. I'm dubbing back on them. But I want you to, you have to listen, still listen to to mom is giving advice, but ultimately you have to make the decision because it is your life, okay? But you do listen and respect, and I know you're a very respectful young man, yes, amen. amen. The Bible says there's safety <laughs> in the counsel of many. Right, right. So thank you for coming out today, uh, and I pray that you've learned something that you can really apply to your life right away. God wants what's best for you, and I really do too. I, I'm not happy. My husband knows I've been very, uh, I mean, I've been uneasy. I, I can't rest because of the people that I love and are attached to that they're not doing well. 
And truly, when you're one with someone and they're not happy, you're not happy. <coughs> when something's good happening for them, you're happy. And uh, Gabby did a little post yesterday, and I, <laughs> it was a game, but I was really happy. And because uh, when things happen good for her and Juan, I was, I was excited. And this, that's how you are about your, your, the people that you love. And I, I want you to, to do well, Jackie, in all things that God has for you. Amen. 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 I, I want us to be at peace. Be at peace. You can get there, one of the things that personally that you, you want to have your hands on, but God wants to do some things with you first. Because I mean, we all have a passion for something. Rocket, too, she, she wants to go off singing here and there. But God won't hurt you right now. Can you worship with these, with uh, this amount of people? Do you have to have a big crowd? Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Be humble mm -hmm. and your beginnings. He exalt you in due season. Amen. <laughs> Glory Amen. to God. Amen. So at this time, you know, we like to pray.